Welcome to our next episode of Fandom Family Chats. This is a production of Family Fan Clubs on Facebook. You can find us all over Facebook. You can find us all over social media under Fandom Family Chats. Look us up, get dialed in, get plugged in, and get ready to listen to some crazy people talk crazy stuff. Hey guys, I'm Maureen. I'm Jeanette. I'm Amanda. And we are back with another Bridgerton recap. Today we are doing episodes three and four. We did, if you didn't catch our one and two, go back and check it out. And I mean, you can watch this without seeing one and two, but what's the fun in that? So go check out our one and two episode, which will have aired right before this one. And then uh, come back and watch this one, finish it out. But this is a big one. These episodes are big. They're very important. And we learn an awful lot about all of our favorite people. And we get to meet some new people. Yeah. In this one, right at the opening. Yeah. Yeah, we get to meet Daddy Bridgerton, which was nice. Edmund. Don't call him that. <laughs> I'm just calling him Daddy because he's their dad. Okay. I'm uh-huh. tired. That is not why you call him Daddy. That is not why. Get your mind out of the gutter. Okay. Papa. Papa Bridgerton. All right. Papa Bridgerton. <laughs> I don't think Daddy's more fun, but Papa Bridgerton it is. Um, so it's fun seeing him, like flashbacks with Anthony and just some really fun moments he's teaching anthony how to shoot and you know i mean just good advice i mean i think something that sets the whole tone for the show is you know when he tells him like you know someone can't see you what i know that you put the quote in here you cannot allow someone to see you at your best without seeing them at your worst Mm -hmm. and i think that's just setting the whole tone for what's going on because you know i mean anthony's only showing edwina this perfect gentleman what he thinks he should be whereas Kate is getting to see the whole picture mm-hmm. and you know I mean we know how all that goes so I think it was just a nice little I don't know throwback to what's going on here it was yeah, yeah. and was. even even the first th- the first thing he says to him when it's it's not the very first but it's as they're walking back um and they're talking about how Anthony can't shoot because he's he's saying all my brothers are gonna make fun of me Mm-hmm. because he's a very very bad shot <laughs> but Edmund says which is Papa Richard and Edmund he says it's more about confidence than anything else you decided that stick was too large to shoot before you even touch the trigger but you'll learn you'll learn in time and I think that that's something that Anthony has almost forgotten about he's he's got the air of confidence and I think he's taken that to the extreme like well I'm going to be confident with my duties I'm going to be confident in this but not allowing anyone to really see who he is and right. the other thing I liked is that you see his dad constantly like just randomly pulling on his watch and checking it for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something in the first two episodes, Anthony does like every other minute. Yes. I wonder why I want to know the backstory on that. I think he does it because he saw his dad do it so often. And so he's, he feels so much pressure to be yeah. as great as Edmund that he just tried to emulate, especially when he was that new Vicon. I think he tried to emulate everything he remembered Edmund doing. Mm-hmm. But I wonder why Edmund did it. I wonder if it's like a nervous habit. Maybe. Maybe. maybe checking the time for how long he was away from his wife because he wanted to be back with his wife yeah i mean I think maybe, that's a sweet answer i think that might be it because i mean he was you know i mean he took care of all of his responsibilities but we also know he was very much very present for violet and for all the kids mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. maybe that was how he he really was just checking and managing his time well mm-hmm. but yeah so i mean that that whole moment is nice until they stop to pick flowers for violet and he had stung by a bee and I remember reading this in the book and thinking are, are you kidding like mm-hmm. he's gonna die from a single bee sting and I mean I, I guess it happens um yeah yeah because he was really allergic to him and there's nothing there wasn't like it's not like EpiPens were available back then 
Yeah. Yep. And you may not even, and the thing with bee stings, you don't know you're allergic mm-hmm. until you've been stung by one, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, how awful to just, I mean, instantly, I mean, here he is just dies right there mm-hmm. in like, oh, in Anthony's arms. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was so difficult to watch. That was. Watching, like reading it and watching it play are two very different things. I think the reason it's so different watching it and reading it I mean, you got to give it up to Jonathan Bailey. Like, mm, yeah, this man and his like, I don't know. He's I mean, got his, ridiculous skill. Ridiculous skill. That was yeah. so. I saw, and I'm gonna. This is just a little something. I saw this on TikTok. And no it way. Exactly. You saw right Anthony right TikTok. <laughs> That's all my FYP right now. But it was talking about how like how different like season one Anthony is. I'm sorry, I'm, I, I keep forgetting. I'm gonna say this correctly. Season one Anthony, you missed this the other night, Amanda. Like I'm I almost wrote it without now. the H, okay. so we remember. Okay, so season one Anthony, Anthony. was so different than um, season two. Mm-hmm. And somebody commented, and I'm like, this is true. He had they had to downplay Jonathan mm-hmm. because otherwise the Duke would not have been able to shine. <laughs> and that's the truth I yeah mean, i love simon but not anymore i'm like simon who like i know and i think we'll be surprised like that with every episode because you can see benedict is i hope that they do that that everybody gets their moment to shine mm-hmm. yeah they just like lose the sideburns and they're like oh <laughs> but i mean john and bailey and like even when he does broadway musicals like it's you can't take oh your God. eyes off that man yeah, he's he is insanely talented because he when he in this scene especially when he's watching like the expression on his face it kills you. Mm-hmm. He's so good at intoning a facial expression or body language to display what yeah. he's feeling. Like I, he's so good at that. So good. And like the way he made his like head shake when he was he couldn't believe what was happening. Like he it almost was like he was making his body go through tremors. It was the weirdest most beautiful thing i've ever seen mm-hmm. well and i mean shout out to to violet too because mm-hmm. i mean in those scenes she's just as great and yeah. just the way they they shot the scene just how like the blurred image in the background mm-hmm. of all the other children that you know they're obviously small but you could i thought it was neat that i could still pick out who was who like you could yeah. still like figure it out i mean just the way it was shot i think just made it so heartbreaking mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and the way she when she told him to take care of the other kid to get the kids out of there, they shouldn't see this. Mm-hmm. The way she said the word go, there was so much in that word. I just, I, I cried in that scene just because of how masterfully done it was. Yeah. 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 But I, I like to hear in like the conversation that we hear Violet and, and Anthony have in um, these episodes about how this has kind of affected him and how it's affected what he's looking for in his search for a wife and how he doesn't he doesn't want to fall in love and the reason behind that is that he he doesn't want to ever possibly leave someone feeling Mm -hmm. the way that violet felt after losing edmund i mean but i feel like that was a lot bigger in the books that's what i was saying on the like in the show we barely hit on that Mm -hmm. it's just this one conversation where they hit on it yeah yeah that was a huge part in the book and we just didn't well and it was a huge part that him and kate bond over in the book mm-hmm. and yeah. it doesn't even get brought up to kate as to why so it bugs me that we left a lot there's other things that i'm sure we'll talk about later that bug me about that get left out between their conversations too mm. yes yes 
And I think it's like, there are two key things I think that were in that conversation. One is where she talks about how, look at your father, you, you talk about responsibility, you talk about how this is your duty, but your father did that and still loved. And that's when he talks more of that. But the other thing that she talks about is who he used to be before his father's death. But what she doesn't realize, because I don't know if she ever, this conversation, the look on her face as he's telling her this stuff, it was like, it was the first time she ever even knew this was an issue. Yeah. When he said, um, you were barely even there after he died. And yeah. yet I'm cursed to remember every single moment. The yeah. look on her face is almost like complete shock. Yeah. That, that this, that was how he viewed it. And because it's how it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She and was maybe so she... desperately sad and depressed about it. Yeah. And maybe she never realized how much, probably not even just him, probably the other kids too, mm-hmm. witnessed what she was going through maybe she thought she hit it better and that mm-hmm. she was getting through it and obviously well, I think as we see him as the new Viscount I think that we see that Anthony shielded his siblings from most of this yeah, yeah. he made it seem like she wasn't because he he handled it he he was there it was immediately thrust upon him and yeah. he, he did it well because he cared so much and I think in that in those first couple of years as he waited for his mom to come out of it I think there was less pressure for him because mm-hmm. he's probably thinking, okay, she's going to come out of it. She's going to come out of it. And then the longer she didn't, the more he had, he felt all the pressure weighing down on him. Mm-hmm. And I think certainly in um, that first, the first scene we get of Anthony after his dad dies mm-hmm. and it's all, and I love how this was shot. The decision to film like this way was brilliant because you see all the servants and all the people coming up to him saying, asking all these questions after question, after question, after question. And the one that he responded, the first one he responded to was, um, what room would you like to move her to? Why, yeah. why would we need to move her? Well, you're the Viscount now. That's your room now. She has to leave that room. And the idea of that would horrified him. And then you have her maid who is coming over to him saying, it's bad, it's bad. She wouldn't labor early because she's grieving so hard. All of these things, Jonathan Bailey mastered that scene because mm-hmm. he just looked like a little boy so completely overwhelmed yeah. with these responsibilities and when the when the servant said you're the viscount now it was like he was hit with a brick yeah those scenes stressed me out because one i was like what do you expect him to do about her being like upset her husband just died in her arms yeah. like, of course she's upset we know it's not good for the baby but what can we do mm-hmm. yeah. and then also like i mean i get that those are his quarters now that that's where he gets to stay because he's the viscount but like can we give her a minute like yeah, right does she yeah. have to move out that night i mean as I she's know, wailing on the stairs in labor <laughs> get out now give her, give her a couple <laughs> weeks and then we can like move her out you know let's go violet get to stepping <laughs> pack your bags girl honestly with how much she loved her husband do you think she's gonna want to stay in that room where she slept with him mm-hmm. every single night of their entire married life right does yeah. she does he do they does he ever go into the their quarters <laughs> he probably does no but i really like how you got to that question <laughs> does he do he <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like thinking i'm like i don't think i just can't remember did we ever see him move into her quarters? i don't really ever address it again other than just saying okay. the question there but i mean we do see her in a bedroom i assume it's that one because she's giving birth so i assume yeah. and then you gotta think after anthony watches his mother go through this in that room do i really want that room <laughs> no <laughs> and she even says that the viscount is a is a child he came from this very body in this very room and for me the like, 
I don't think they changed the mattress since I was born. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure I want to stay here. <laughs> That's such a mom thing to say. Like I birthed this child. Like I don't care how big he is now. You know, like. <laughs> exactly um that's his mama and again it's a testament to violet to what is the actress's name i don't know i was trying to remember what her name was but she did a scene so good where she was wailing and crying and saying that edmund should have never left her and the questions here that anthony is being asked absolutely horrifying for anybody let alone this boy who just lost his father like three hours ago obviously that's an exaggeration but not that long ago yeah. Saying, what do you have us to do? And Anthony clearly doesn't understand the question. No. No idea what he's asking. Isn't he like 19 or something? Of course he doesn't. Yeah. Understand the question. He's like, a baby. It's yes. not like his mom was like, you know what, Anthony, someday you're going to want to do this. So come on in here while I birth this baby. Come, come watch. Yeah. Yeah. No. What happened? <laughs> and no. the doctor, I wanted to punch him in the face. Yes. When he said, to, he said something along the lines of, it is not your decision to make, it's the Viscount's decision. Excuse you. That blew my mind. Even though I'm, sh- I mean, I I know that's probably accurate. Yes, but like, it bothers me. That, so you're 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 telling me that you could decide to choose my child and just let me die. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, this or choose even... to kill my child and let me live after yeah, I just lost one. my husband. Which I want to admit that conversation with was it strange with Violet? Like the the wording of her like conversation because the way she said it i'm like so what would edmund have chose because she's like i know what he would have picked because he loved me i'm like she said it wouldn't have been a conversation because he would have trusted her to make the decision okay so that's what she meant because i was like gosh would he have just chosen that's how i took it i was really stressed and i'm like and is she okay with that like (laughs) yeah because he loved her so much that he wouldn't have even hesitated to say just what do you want it wouldn't have been anything they would have to talk about it would have been violet's decision end game yeah which is the right decision yeah and then it should be a mutual but what really ticked me off is when anthony said whatever she wants and the doctor was like are you serious and he's like yes do whatever she wants and then the doctor says we'll try the best to save both shouldn't that have been your plan from the beginning you would think isn't that plan a (laughs) you would think so right (laughs) why is that now your plan that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard what were you planning right now? We were just going to kill the baby and just get it over with? Like, apparently. We're high as Seth, right? Like, and I, I do like that we catched, while we're, I, I really like these flashbacks. I like them a lot because I think they gave, they gave a depth that the book gave, which I did appreciate because there's a lot of things that are missing from the book that I wish weren't. So to yes. have these flashbacks gave us that little bit of depth from the books that I was craving. But as Anthony's walking up to the room, and we have to point out, obviously, it's thunderstorming. Mm-hmm. which is not as big of a deal as it should be, but it was thunderstorming. Thank you. <laughs> and while it's thunderstorming, we see Daphne singing to Eloise in the room. Mm-hmm. And that was That's mentioned so in season sweet. one. And if you read the books, it was probably in, it was in the books too. But they, I like that they put that in there because I, I yes. remember hearing that it was before I read the books in season when I watched season one mm-hmm. and they were talking about Hyacinth's birth and Daphne said something along the lines of, remember I sang to you because her screams are so loud. And so yeah. as Anthony was walking with his mom, we saw Eloise and Daphne. And I thought that was really, I thought that was neat. A little mm-hmm. nice touch. Agreed. That they brought that back. And then of course, that is part of all this. And the reason, and I think this more so shaped Anthony than anything else, other than, you know, seeing his dad die in his arms. But when Violet, he asked her to come to family dinner and she was mm-hmm. saying, I'm trying my best. And she, I wrote down the quote. She said, Every day I get up, I get dressed, I feed myself, I try to breathe in and out, I force myself to stop by the nursery. 
And then she says, all, all, when she sees Hyacinth, all she can think of is that Hyacinth will never see these things of Edmund. She'll never get to know him. And then she says that most of all, what she thinks is that this little baby did not do me the kindness of killing me so I could be with my husband. No, oh, wasn't that just saying that to one of her eight children? Like, it, <gasps> I think, and you saw Anthony's face, just yeah. Anthony. You saw Anthony's Anthony. face. <laughs> And his eyes just closed and he bowed his head when she said that. Like he was so devastated to hear that. Yeah. And I think that was the moment he's like, I'm never, ever, ever doing this. Cause she even said Anthony or Edmund was the air I breathed and now there's no air. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, yeah. Who would want to get married after that? Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> that was terrible. The way, I mean, the reason he's thrown himself into this is because he was forced in those mm-hmm. moments. I mean, she, not only was Edmund gone, but she was gone too. Yeah. He yeah. was forced to just take on everything. Including like, parents. No time for anything else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And luckily he had a steward and his dad probably showed him how to do the Viacom stuff. But I mean, you have seven younger siblings that it now clearly rests on you to raise influence lead out take care of not only that time was the man of the house automatically in charge of everything anyway but you have an absent mother and a dead father and your kid these children who probably don't clearly understand what happened because they didn't they were trying to protect them from that at that time because that's just what you did then Mm-hmm. You have to ensure their happiness. So all Anthony's focus was likely focused on their happiness, completely neglecting his own as he's getting more and more overwhelmed, clearly panicking at every step of the way. Yeah. Because there's no one there to help him other than the steward. And that's not a, that's not his father. That's not his mother. I do like that. We so seamlessly move from these flashbacks of the new Viscount. And I like, I really do like the cinematography and the blurred edges. I like, I like how mm-hmm. that looks. Mm-hmm. But we go right from there to current Viscount at Aubrey Hall as well. We get to see all that, the way the way life has changed at Aubrey Hall. I like that these two episodes were almost, were actually all at Aubrey Hall, all of it. Yeah. Oh, I know. It no, was, I, I mean, it was just, it was just as beautiful as they mm-hmm. described in the books. I will give them that. Yeah. It, it was beautiful. I love, I always love Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. Like their scenes, the yes. vibrant colors and the, it's just so beautiful and so pretty. And Aubrey Hall just outdid itself. Mm-hmm. But we also get to see Daphne with the little baby. What's his name? Augie. What, what do you think? Augie? Is that short for something? <clears throat> I think Augie. Yes. I can't remember what they named their kids. Well, because I was, well, in the books, it's supposed to be Amelia because it's supposed to be a girl. But oh, <laughs> yeah, they just, she said Augie is what she said when she, I'm so, guessing yeah. August maybe is his name. August or what's August, Augustus? Augustus? Oh yeah, maybe Augustus. Yeah, maybe. I'm trying to think of like an older name. What's like one of the older names that could be short for August? Yeah. But I loved like I don't know. Like I caught because I mean my attention's always on Anthony. Um, <laughs> when he came in, like even he like kind of leaned over to little Augie and was like, you know, kind of everyone was excited to see Augie except for Eloise. But then I said, Eloise, come see. And she's like, Why is he? Does he? Is he different? Has he changed last since I last saw him? <laughs> Please, come on. And then she gives it to her and she holds him like this. Yeah. <laughs> Very far from body. <laughs> I loved it. It was it was very on point for Eloise. <laughs> I mean, even Colin was able to grab him with a modicum of comfort and calm the kid down right away. They all were, except Eloise. I, I do love Eloise. I do you love know, her too. 
she got on my nerves a little bit this season because of how they rewrote her character but i like i do like at least funny though honestly what i most like about her is how neurotic she is that's my favorite part about louise mm-hmm. <laughs> agreed and daphne when she wants to meet edwina she was like absolutely shocked that <laughs> anthony has invited someone like to spend time with him i love that i love how amazingly shocked mm-hmm. she was yeah. <laughs> and then Anthony asked her and she says she'll help is that a threat or a promise? <laughs> right. He request he talks to all the siblings, right? Mm-hmm. Tells them to woo her. I mean, exactly. if, you're, if you're Anthony Bridgerton and you have to ask your entire family to help woo a girl, maybe it's not the right girl. It's not the right maybe girl. it's not the right girl because it shouldn't have been the right the right girl. It wasn't the right girl. And mm-hmm. Daphne realizes that like immediately. immediately. And I love that she picked up on this because she even walks up to Kate. I was like, oh, you must be Edwina. She was like, no. when she said that. She didn't oh. even say anything for a minute. She just stared at her one-eyed. <laughs> it was I mean, she could feel the tension. She was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but did you notice, like, when they got there, like, Anthony, like, barely even, like, looked at Edwina. And, he like, didn't say anything to her. No, he just goes straight to Kate. And, mm-hmm. like, why is no one else noticing this? He should have went straight to Edwina to, like... Mm-hmm greet her he even tells kate that he's pleased he can impress her yes and There's you know so if you're trying there. to impress like a father i like i get that aspect um but you don't say it like that you're just yeah. trying to impress the guardian i mean like guys he's not even being slick about this no and like no. how people don't notice it's not he's not being secretive she's not being secretive i mean she's staring at him exactly the same way he's mm-hmm. staring at her like this is not a secret yeah i mean you can definitely see violet sees it uh-huh <laughs> I think Violet is more confused. I think she wants him to be with the one he declared because it, it would be easy and she could see a match there. But I think at first she's just confused over what's happening because mm-hmm. she does get it. But Daphne is immediately, but I think it's because Daphne had the exact same tension with Simon and she just got married a year ago. And yeah. she's seen this exact same tension with Anthony and Kate. And she's like, oh, I recognize that. That's, that's the wrong, <laughs> that's the wrong one. But I feel like how when they're walking in the house and, um, Eloise tells Kate to prepare for battle. And mm-hmm. Kate's like, I knew I would like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, choose the right woman, Anthony. Yeah, choose the woman that fits in with your family <laughs> so perfectly. She does. I really put a lot of pressure on this Paul Mall game. Me too. This was like the one scene y'all could mess up for me. Yes. I needed this scene to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if he does not get that pink one, yeah exactly have issues <laughs> yeah and they did it and i was like yes mm-hmm. i love his reaction to it, like his hand movements the look on his face everything mm-hmm. it was done great i loved it <laughs> colin says you once threatened to beat me to death if i even touched the mouth you exaggerate <laughs> and you know he did <laughs> i'm sure he did right I mean, like, this whole game is, like, showing, like, that Edwina, you do not fit in. No. Like, she can't handle the banter. She can't, like, even Daphne, who is probably, I mean, if we're going to compare someone, is is a little bit like Edwina in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. But she can still handle herself in the, in the middle of this game. Whereas Kate is, like, jumping right into it. Like, yeah. she's perfect. Like, she's been with these people her entire life. Yeah. No, you could definitely see here that Edwina needed to go. she was bugging me in this pal mal game too like that means you're whiny did she play in the book or if she did like she wasn't as like 
She did, oh. but it refocused on Anthony and Kate quickly because they veered okay. off course by destroying each other's chances. Okay. I was going to say, because I don't remember her being so like weird. And I was trying to remember. So whiny. I, don't, I don't think she left. She might have left early, but I remember that she was um, frustrated at Kate for hitting Anthony's ball for, or not frustrated with him, but was kind of like tormenting her about it. <laughs> I love when they're explaining the rules even. <laughs> and Edwina's like, isn't this supposed to be fun? And Kate's got a big smile on her face. And she's like, yes, yeah. this doesn't say this is fun. And she picked up on even the, the rules of it right from even before they started playing. I do love after Edwina and, and Kate picked their mallets, the way all the other Bridgertons dove for that mallet pile. <laughs> yeah. well, they didn't want the pink one. No. You know? like, yeah. Super. And that was really accurate to the book, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that. Them in the, I don't know out in the mud was probably my favorite like that was just so perfect in that they go stomping out there like together and then of course either one of them want to get in the mud and of course Kate she's like fine just lifts her little like dress up and just stomps right on out there I love she suck yeah and then of course Anthony's face even before he has to go out there when he sees her he's like I mean you just see it's all over his face he's like crap now I have to because like she's going out there in the mud. <laughs> like I can't not, you know. Yep. I thought that was that scene was nice because we talked about earlier how was it Daphne that told him like you don't even smile anymore mm-hmm. or whoever it was. And then I think it was Violet, maybe. Maybe it was it was one of the two that was talking about how he doesn't smile. And then when they fall down that mud and they're laughing, this is like one of the first moments that we've really seen Anthony, like mm-hmm. a genuine, like happy. He is like, yeah. I don't know. It was, I was like, well, there it is. You know, yeah. I mean, she can make you smile like that, you know? And even in the midst of all the teasing and all the tormenting, because early when they're picking the mallets, she says, I know some men cannot perform without their familiar tools, like a child with a blanket. Like that's, that's a direct yeah. insult. And yeah. even through all that, she is still the one who can bring out that side of him. And the other thing too, is it almost seemed like Colin was playing a little bit of matchmaker in there because he, he intentionally but I couldn't tell like like a part of me I didn't notice until the second time I watched it that is he playing matchmaker or is he just trying to torment Anthony well I, I couldn't he, tell I don't know either I mean like I like to think like but it's because we've read the books like mm-hmm. I feel like like I said Colin is the one that makes the introduction of the two and I feel like all, all of the Bridgerton siblings are seeing this already by this point yeah mm-hmm. so but in the show we're not really that's not happening so I don't know it's just maybe because they're sort of mocking him at every turn every time Kate does something that torments him because they can tell Anthony's being tormented and they mm-hmm. so it wasn't but the look on his face after he hit her ball right after Anthony's part of me thought is that what they're trying to make because they didn't make it clear at all they made it so they go either way yeah yeah but Daphne is the one who we're certain of because as soon as Colin does that Daphne looks very concerned very very concerned and she notices the tension obviously because she notices every moment of attention and this is right around the time when edwina hits her ball a little too far and then she decides to give up playing i don't know if, yeah. but it, here's the other thing i can tell is it because she was afraid to go there and get it or is it because she's a spoiled sport i think she just wasn't enjoying the kind of banter that they were doing i don't think it was i just think it wasn't her thing mm-hmm. and so she just took that as a moment to like bow out because she, she just was afraid almost I think she just wasn't enjoying herself. I think she didn't care for the way they were like giving each other a hard time. And so I think she felt uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, so I don't, there's nothing wrong with that, but it definitely showed that like you, you weren't meant 
to be a part of this family. Like, mm-hmm. this is not going to work. Here. I mean, you want to go have tea with the mamas, you know, I mean, like, mm-hmm. cool, but no. <laughs> I did like their rare moment of truth, though, when mm-hmm. because that was brought out by the laughter, by the joy there. And Anthony finally says, what do I have to do? And he's completely, he, there's no artifice. There's no tactics he's using. He's just asking an honest question. Mm-hmm. And I love that she says, I'm not withholding it out of spite. I'm not. Yeah. And this, this comes back later on because here she's basically saying, I don't hate you. I don't dislike mm-hmm. you, which is very different from what she says in episode four. Right. But here yeah. she says, I'm not doing it to be mean. I'm not doing it because I hate you. I'm doing it because I want the greatest amount of happiness for my sister. Yeah. And you can understand that because you're worried about your sisters too. We're doing the same thing. Yeah. <clears throat> but he just, I like that at the end of that, at that, at that truce. And it comes out because he had joy, he had a moment of joy with her. And that's what it came out of because she was able to see a different side of him that wasn't artifice, that wasn't pretending, that wasn't, because she can tell he's putting on a show for Edwina. She can see it. Mm-hmm. Because in this short amount of time, she already knows him well enough because they've had more interaction than Edwina and Anthony have. Yeah. So she agrees that he gets to know Edwina more. And that's, that's, that's all she agrees to. Of course, then it's right after that, though, that isn't that where his ball got hit over by like his Gravestone. father's grave and she wants to go get it and of course it's a very abruptly like he's just like game's over because i guess mm-hmm. we hear daphne yell out that she's won you yeah. know um but oh, I, didn't, he, I don't think i heard her yell that yeah she yells out like she won and that's why kate says well she'll be what she say she'll be something at dinner like she's basically making a joke like she's gonna be that line confused me so much. I didn't understand why she was saying that. I didn't even hear Daphne say anything. Yeah, Daphne no. yelled out that she won. I was staring at Anthony's grieved face. Oh, I was wondering what you were staring at. <laughs> <laughs> he, I didn't know where that was going. He just sat there staring wide-eyed, grief-stricken at this gravestone. And yeah. Kate was just left, like, looking between nothing and him and trying to desperately figure it out. And then he just walked away. That was sad, though. That's very it was. sad. I was thinking of... I wish we would have seen the reactions of the siblings as Anthony walked back there full of mud, though. I know. I wanted to see. Yeah. I was looking forward to that. (laughs) Benedict, especially, I was looking forward to. So we do kind of see that Benedict is worried about his application. He's he comments to Colin that it doesn't compare to his travels, but Colin, poor dumb Colin, tries to help Benedict. Well, poor dumb Benedict too. Colin tries to help him by giving him just a little bit of some magical powder that he found in his travels that eases your anxiety and stress benedict takes a drink and he's like what is this gonna do and colin tells him all the benefits so benedict dumps the entire package (laughs) into his tea and when colin tries to intervene he holds up his hand and then he pounds it back and he's like that was awful and there he goes (laughs) it, it made for like the most amusing part of probably all of the episodes See, I remember I all that part so now. <laughs> I can't even remember what everybody says, but I know Eloise is just like, I mean, you can tell she knows something's up and she's she said, like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so that funny. whole dinner was a little bit awkward. I mean, it starts yeah. with Benedict. <laughs> I love Violet's face when he's saying this. Don't you? Violet has no idea what to do with herself. <laughs> and Kate is sitting directly across from him. So she's like, what is happening? <laughs> what, what does he say? He's like, Oh, with the candlelight in here, it's like laying under the stars. And Colin <laughs> is just losing it. <laughs> so funny. And then when he knocks over the wine and he just slouches and he like slaps himself in the face. And he's... <laughs> I mean, it was just the best. Oh my God. 
Oh, I can't wait till Benedict's season. <laughs> exactly. So, I love him so much. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I that dinner was super, super awkward and weird. And <laughs> well, Anthony didn't help with his like. But that wasn't Anthony's fault though, because Lady Danbury, she said, um, Violet asked for a toast just to entertain their guests. And then Lady Danbury said, or to attend to pressing matters. So she called everyone's attention to the fact that Anthony might be proposing to Edwina right there. But Anthony didn't have to say, Edwina, I have a question for you. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> he did not have to say that. He didn't have to say that. I, I mean, you're so awkward. Oh my goodness. Because he was ready to until he like, I, I, I mean, he, just, he was Kate. He, he looked at Kate and he was like, no, I can't do this. Yep. And I mean, there was a point before he gets up to get the toast where he is, Edwina is talking to him on his left and he is very inadvertently doing this. She's over here. He's doing this, looking down at Kate. He's not even like pretending to show her his face. His head is completely turned from her, staring at Kate. And he has a grin on his face while he strokes his chin and stares at Kate. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm sorry. You deserve that. You were dumb. (laughs) You deserve that. She's an idiot. I mean, I don't saw it. Yeah. Daphne was so uncomfortable. She was so uncomfortable. She kept looking from Kate to Anthony like the whole time. Super uncomfortable. I mean, the man's not even pretending. No, he's not. He's like he's the, so dumb. After he oh, asked, he's dumb too. Yeah, well, I mean, right now he's dumb. He okay? Where where we are right now, he's being dumb. <laughs> he, you say he's being a dumb. He's being dumb. I do like that after he asked her this question to not tell anybody else in London of his loss. Kate mm-hmm. is the only one who's like. Okay, I'm ready to return to eating. And everybody else at the table is so horribly uncomfortable, except for Kate, who literally just goes back to eating. <laughs> Takes a deep breath and she's good now. Yeah, she didn't want him to ask. For, uh-huh. I felt bad for Violet. Yeah. I felt bad for Violet too. But honestly, at that moment, that's that's when Anthony should have known. That shouldn't have actually been the moment. It should have been a little quicker. <laughs> but I'm just saying, in the show, if they want to go this way, that should have been the moment. Mm-hmm. At yeah. least a little bit after that not be a dumb dumb like you did the next morning dumb dumb yeah i'm I'm gonna call him all the names right now because he made me mad he made me disappointed i could never like be mad at that face i'll give you that he disappointed me and i mean when daphne is describing to anthony when they're in the library describing what it was to really love someone the whole speech about how you feel bursting into flames i mean he's clearly not thinking of edwina no and that was even before the dinner when daphne said that to him i mean daphne is giving him every opportunity to realize what is going on and she's laying it out there Mm -hmm. and he's choosing to ignore it because i'm not going to say he doesn't realize because i think he does realize he's just choosing to ignore it Mm -hmm. he's he's choosing edwina because he knows he he would have a love marriage with kate Mm -hmm. he knows he'll never love edwina Yeah. yeah and that's the only reason but he knows that he'll live comfortably because I mean, when they have that private talk they're they get along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they start talking about books, I mean, Edwina, like they, they get along fine. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, had Kate not been in the picture, I think this could have worked out yeah. just fine. Would have never been loved because I don't think she's. No. Uh, I, don't know. I, I mean, I think he that. could have grown to care for her. It wouldn't have been like a burning passion no. yeah. like it is for, for Kate. I think he could have grown to mm-hmm. love her as the mother of his children. Yeah. But nothing more 
Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. And yeah. Kate doesn't even really like being a spinster, we find out. Because when Eloise asks her about it, she is honest. It's not ideal. She even says there's no place in society except for at the edge. She's she's right for that time period, unfortunately. But I think it made Eloise think too when she said this stuff. Yeah, I'm glad she was honest because Eloise has mm-hmm. sort of been like glamorizing this whole like, I don't need any of this. And so it was nice for mm-hmm. Kate to be like, mm, no, I mean, it's not ideal for anyone to have to yeah. live this life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I like she was honest with Eloise. I think Eloise needed to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Eloise, Eloise is smart too. And I think that that's part of her receiving this and like thinking about it more because she's thinking of what her, how her life would be different. We talked about this in the last episode, how, yeah, she might want to live on her own, but it's because she's never had to go without. Right. Yeah. So when she realizes on the fringe of society, what that actually means is no money, no friends, all work, no play. Mm-hmm. that's not what she said and she figures out because she's so smart she obviously figures out that benedict is ripped so when benedict is painting in his room that painting actually was really pretty it was saying. i really liked it i did too but eloise calls I, him out on it i would hang that in my house i liked it a lot i liked it i did i like that type of art though so mm-hmm. but eloise even asked colin how long is this going to last no idea. But this is where Benedict is streaming out the window in the countryside because he wants every single person that has removed themselves to the countryside to know that they will be... What, what does he yell out the window? I don't remember what he yells out the window. Oh. <laughs> Shoot, I should have written it down. I don't remember that either, but it was funny. You will all see my masterpiece or be forced to enjoy my masterpiece or something like that. But he's... <laughs> and then, I love when he's at the window and he clutches his heart and he's like, it's like a thanking the Academy speech but to the sky <laughs> it is it is but eloise here in her in her thinking of the spinster her thinking of her life is going to be talks to Colin about marina did anyone um, else think that, that was a very dumb thing i thought this was really stupid because yeah. why why did we bring marina back what well, I, like what was the purpose of that i i mean it it depends on what we're doing with eloise's story like the only reason to bring her back is to so that we can actually see Sir Philip Crane and actually like somehow wait a minute am I spoiling something? Did you not? That's know that? the Sir Philip that she marries. Yes, yeah. Crane. Marina's gonna commit suicide, or I don't know what they'll do. Like in the uh, story, yeah, I don't but, think they'll do that. But I think yeah, she's she's. Why don't she's not very happy? I mean, you can tell she's not very happy at the moment. So yeah. I don't know what they'll do. But she commits know suicide. That was the guy. And yes. so she starts writing to Philip Crane as like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like a well, I only got to the end of Colin's story. I haven't started oh. any of Eloise's yet. I thought we spoiled this for you that you had already yeah. been her person. I thought we did. Well, I knew it was a Sir Philip, but I didn't know the last name. Yeah, it's him. Oh, well, surprise. Oh <laughs> my gosh, this this changes like <laughs> everything that was See, now watch it. it like we watch it. Like because when I watched it, I was like, oh my gosh, that. Like we finally got like a well, I mean you saw him last season, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was just for a blip. It was, like a, it was a little right tiny at the bit. end before he takes Marina away. So yeah. I thought that's what we were doing that we were setting up for the fact that Marina is obviously very un, like not that's very true. happy in her life, and just to show us that he's a good guy and just to see him again so that we've got that set up. Well, now that's I have true. different I feelings about, about this scene because before mm-hmm. I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Why is this in here? I didn't even think about that, but yeah, you're definitely right. They're going to have uh, to keep him in there somehow to keep, intertwine him with Eloise. Because it is Eloise. Eloise who tells Colin where she's staying. 
mm-hmm. and sort of encourages Colin to go. So let's let's talk about Colin at, at Lady Crane's house. Mm-hmm. Because when Colin actually goes there, he's so obnoxious. Like the way he's talking is so pompous. Yeah. And he's throwing out all these big words and these big names from Greece. And I'm like, take it down. Just stop talking. I hated this scene though. Because I didn't like it the first time. And then the second time I watched, I fast forwarded because I don't like Colin and I despise Marina. So there was absolutely no reason for me to watch these scenes. None. I'm like, can we get back to Kate and Anthony, please? <laughs> See, I have similar feelings about Colin right now, but I like him during certain parts. I think I'll end up like, I'm, oh gosh. I like I'm him hoping... only when he's with the siblings, is the only time I enjoy Colin's character. Well, that might be right for me too. I never thought about that. About hate that him. way. And really, the only reason I, I liked him less is because I read the book and I didn't like him in the book with Penn. Yeah. I didn't like it. I like it, but it's my least favorite that I've read. I mean, it's, I know. He was a jerk in the book, though. He's my least favorite Bridgerton by far. Like, and I mean, like all the Bridgertons. Like, I mean, I, I like Gregory and Hyacinth, and I barely know them better than I do him. So, <laughs> but with Marina, he's just like this incredible bore who's pompous and ridiculous and Philip, Sir Philip seems so boring talking about his plants and he's excited and invites him to stay. Marina is just so upset at this. Mm-hmm. But I like that she kind of puts Colin in his place. Like, what I did like that. Are you Idea. doing? I did like that. Mm-hmm. Because it's he kept calling her Marina too. Yeah. He refused. He called Lady her Lady Crane. Crane once, maybe twice yeah. when he said goodbye when he when he started with Marina and then went to Miss Thompson and then went to Lady Crane. So he called her twice, but he kept going to her informal name. That's yeah. being that's not okay. You can't do that to a married woman. You can't do that. That shows too much familiarity. And he kept dropping the name. Yeah. And then he kept inching closer to her. And I love that Marina was basically like, knock it off. I'm not yeah. yours. You're not mine. We were barely together. You're in my past. I don't need you. And yeah move forward because you, you have nothing with me and i like that she directs him to pin i did like that she threw that in there it still went completely over his head and he had no <laughs> idea what she was talking about and penelope why would i why penelope <laughs> so calling could you be more stupid like what's with these bridgerton boys that's another one like <laughs> pen is not i don't know she's not like oblivious i mean she's not like she's being completely obvious in her advances too but he still doesn't get it mm-hmm. Whatever. Because I mean, like Marina, it feels like she doesn't deserve Philip because mm-hmm. she just, I don't know, she just isn't She's very nice maybe? to him. Maybe that's what it is. Because it just, like when she mocks him at the table about talking about plants, I didn't, because I like Sir Philip. I don't know why, but I like Sir Philip. He's, he's nice. He's de- he, he didn't is. have to marry you. He didn't have to save you from the wreckage you made for yourself, but he did. And yeah. she's, I don't know, she's just gonna be nice to him. So then it was, I was a little fearful when Colin started talking that, oh God, this is where we're going with this. Oh, yeah. But she shut it down. And I, that was the one redeeming thing that happened from that scene, I thought. But uh, other, now I get why they included that scene, but it was stupid before tonight. <laughs> You're welcome. It's like, be enlightening. But I mean, there's, a, we see that the old flame with, you know, Marina and, and Colin, which we were a little worried about, but then we, the one that we're, we've been hoping for the whole season, we get another little teaser because that's almost the entire season is just a mm-hmm. teaser of the two of them. 
until like we, we don't I don't feel like the reward is very high on this I'm just taunted and taunted and taunted and this episode is like the worst for the taunting it's so funny though because like the taunting it was driving me nuts mm-hmm. but at the same time I was loving it like it <laughs> already said that <laughs> okay. Like, as I, like, y'all understand, as I was watching all these scenes, I mean, I would, like, I was trying to, like, work and, like, watch this, because I had to watch How it all the day. <laughs> I wasn't that busy that day. It was the day before vacation, and so, like, I didn't have a lot going on. But, I mean, I would literally, like, and I would be, like, and, like, I swear to God, I stopped breathing from time to time. Like, I don't know. But, like, that bee sting, this is the scene we're talking about. Which this Ooh, is here we go. That I was <laughs> looking forward to, like, from the moment I heard we're getting like I read this book and I was like oh my god this is the best scene ever for anyone who's read the book like you all understand this is hilarious and romantic and sexy mm-hmm. and I mean it's everything all rolled in one in the book anyways the show was still good not quite as good because it didn't have the funny part to it is, mm-hmm. is the problem um, or the marriage proposal out of that that we were hoping yes, for yes yeah I because mean, I remember seeing it I'm like, I think I was texting Amanda. I'm like, we're already, wait a minute. We're already at the beasting. Cause this is like episode three. Like this spills soon. Like I was yeah. really concerned as to why we're here so soon, but I did like, I mean, we, yes, we didn't get him trying to suck the venom out of her bosom, which was hilarious, you know, <laughs> but I was so same- wondering how they were going to play that out when I was reading the scene in the book. I was so wondering how it was going to look on I, I wanted them to do it, but I did like this too, because it was still, this was another scene that like Jonathan Bailey, like, oh my gosh, mm. you're acting like yeah. stellar. I mean, uh-huh. I he looked so concerned when that bee starts buzzing around her. Um, and I loved how like she noticed how concerned he was. And then she instantly, you know, took her hand and or his hand and, and put it so she well, could. Well, at first when he's expressing her concern, she was annoyed with him. Yes. Because he's <laughs> like, Don't move, don't you tell me not to move. <laughs> But I think then when she noticed the look yeah. on his face too, she was like, okay, wait, terror. he's really upset. Um, and so that's what, you know. It, she also it, put it his was, on hers on his though too. So they could both feel like, and I mean, these two are the king and queen of almost kissing. <laughs> oh my gosh, so many times. You Your lips are literally an inch from, you are like breathing each other's <laughs> air at this point probably tasting it. a spit i mean you're literally this close to each other <laughs> and you don't do it like that's the willpower I'm just saying, like, i don't know how you pulled it off what was the noise that they heard that made them stop what was it i don't it remember per- it was a it was a person of some sort right because i still thought oh god somebody saw that you know mm-hmm. like and then they yeah did. and so that was disappointing it went to it the next still- scene i was like um even Afterwards, when they ran and you see her against the the wall, deep breathing, and you see Anthony like <laughs> lean over a tree, unable to catch his breath, like, like dang. Well, it's because their their lips were literally centimeters from each other. Like mm-hmm. a gust of wind would have blown them into each other, and they would have been full on making out. This is how close. I mean, like you're like so close. It was just like, oh my god. Um, but i love them when we jump like to the hunting scene Mm -hmm. because when they're sitting there preparing and like it's anthony and edwina and kate and edwina's like kate tell anthony about you know whatever your bee sting i was stung stung. (laughs) oh Somebody laughed so hard because poor Edwina, you also, I mean, you look like an idiot. 
Oh my gosh. But it was the best. But he was this, just like, Because oh. the night before, Edwina had decided that she wants the Viscount. But what she says is, I want his home, his family, and the life he can give me. So mm-hmm. she thinks it's Kate and Anthony's hate for each other that's sitting away. So <laughs> she... The opposite. Yeah. And so she basically forces Kate and Anthony to spend a ridiculous amount of time together. And not just like any time, but doing pursuits that a woman typically doesn't do. Also, like, one of my favorite team. scenes. When <laughs> she's like, oh, Kate hunts. And he's like, and Benedict, my, fa- my favorite <laughs> part is to watch this, to watch Benedict's face because he's looking at Anthony like, just like, man, you're an idiot. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to let you hang yourself. And this is great. And I love it. And I like, even, I, there's even one point when Anthony looks at Benedict, like, really? Right? Benedict <laughs> says like, nothing. <laughs> No, I mean, the only thing he says is at the end, he's like, yeah, come on. He's like, maybe she can show you a little something. You know, like, oh God, it was just the best, the best. <laughs> but there's another scene when we're out hunting. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, Kate, God, I just love Kate so much. Mm-hmm. With her, like, trying to tell him, like, guys, we're not going to catch, we're not going to be able to shoot anything. Like, we've mm-hmm. lost it. You know, yep. no one's listening to her because Lord knows a woman wouldn't know what she's talking about here. <laughs> Heck no. And she just takes off on her own finally, like whatever, we're gonna go. But that scene where he's teaching her how to hold the gun. Ugh. Here we are again with like even before that, when she well, goes was, to walk over the log. I was I was getting ready to bring that. The look on his face when he sees her her calf, like oh well, my god. Well, that goodness. wasn't her calf, that was her thigh. Well, I guess it was part of her thigh, yeah. Because but her I mean, stockings like, go up to the knee. That's true. So a woman would have never even shown her calf, let alone hiked that high up to her thigh. So Anthony was very excited by that. Poor guy was just, I mean. Poor guy. What about that maid in the background trying to ride that horse? That maid. He said, what did you tell Benedict? <laughs> Take care of her. Like, no, he said, keep her with you. <laughs> poor maid. Every, every time we get a shot of that poor maid in the background, I don't feel sorry for Anthony in the scene. I feel sorry for her. She's going to fall off that horse. At any She's second. losing it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> when she's walking through the woods, she can't even walk through the woods without looking like she's gonna fall to the earth. Poor she's just taking steps. <laughs> that's, that's all you're doing. Oh. <laughs> but, but this is also where we find out that Kate, her dad used to be a secretary for the royal family in India, mm-hmm. and they would let her hunt there. Yeah. So there's some insight into in the books, Kate and Edwina weren't from India. So this is they had to create this whole storyline for her coming from there. Yeah. So we, we at least see why she's such a good shot because Anthony yeah. just had I, I think that he used he will clearly use any excuse to touch yeah. her, to smell her, to be to be to smell her. I can't wait till we can talk about that. Like <laughs> he smells her here. Yeah. This is the first well, time we the, see him smelling. I know what you're talking about. There's another this is the first oh time gosh. we see him. This is not the last time. This is the first time we see. it's just it looks creepy to me when men sniff normally it would i mean i don't like the idea of any man sniffing me but like somehow (laughs) in this scene i like it Nancy, and, I don't even like it when Anthony does it. Anthony can do no wrong. He can do whatever. That's accurate. Cool that is accurate right there. <laughs> and he, he goes there to find her because she's gone off on her own. And then he uses an excuse that he has to teach her, even though he's not a good shot. No. Like he knows. That's what cracked me up. He, so this is clearly just a ruse to touch her. That's all it is. Yeah. He can't shoot I mean, anything. But it works. Did you see the look on her face when he's like inches from her? 
Mm-hmm. To be fair, I think he was a little more hot mother than she was. I think they're both. And I was they mad were, at certainly. I'm like, Benedict, go away. Because we <laughs> almost had a moment. Well, I think they did have a moment because it started to rain. And when Kate ran back to her room, she was still breathing fairly heavy. And I don't think it was because she ran. Even like while they were out doing their thing and all the all the women were back except for for kate she was the only woman not there all the women are back at the the aubrey hall and there's games everywhere daphne asked edwina what she looks for in a match yeah clearly edwina does not know who anthony is at all because she says he's so even tempered and daphne's like anthony (laughs) are you sure not quite we're talking about <laughs> like, the same person here the opposite of even tempered and she just she she thinks that she brings out the best of him and that's i'm i'm sorry you don't know anything about him Mm-mm. you you're not spending time with him your sister's spending time with him mm-hmm. and you think you bring out the best how 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 do you do that so yeah. she probably tells daphne her plans for kate and anthony and she thinks it's so brilliant and right she's like isn't it isn't it smart daphne's like well, it's interesting. Mm, no, not quite. Kind of the opposite of smart, but okay. Also, the games. Um, I love watching Portia and uh, and Prudence because when Prudence wins that game, she just screams out, "Look at me! I won!" <laughs> <laughs> she says it so loud. <laughs> You had that form of lady. You had the Indian and Daphne sort of lady, and then you had the ladies that Eloise is forced to hang out with. Who's like, oh, yeah. I love her reaction. He's like, "Why you obey everything your mama say? No wonder you're miserable. Just don't, just say no." Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, the, the, we have to talk about the elephant. Well, it's not really an elephant room. Big reason that everyone's going out to Aubrey Hall is for the flowers and heart ball, right? Mm-hmm. That, that was out of here. Now, there's a couple things I want to point out about this. Is one is that. Violet knows her guests very well. When she's walking around the Daphne, saying right. what to put in every person's room. How do you mm-hmm. remember all that stuff? She's the perfect Viscountess. You know? It's crazy good. And Daphne shattering her the whole way. Mm-hmm. But yep, she's learning from her mama. Mm-hmm. And this is where Daphne and Violet realize they hardly know Edwina. And they kind of both realize that this is what Anthony wants. Because yeah. obviously they're sensing something and so Daphne alludes that Edwina only being one who does the right things at the right time for the right purpose and mm-hmm. she even says what we said last night or not last night on our last Bridgerton episode that it's not who she envisioned Anthony with because he's a Bridgerton after all doesn't he need a challenge he doesn't need perfection he needs someone who is going to present him with the challenge and this whole time they're talking Kate is out hunting challenging him every step of the way <laughs> but this is because of this conversation with Violet Daphne goes and talks to Anthony and says is there really no one you share similarities with <gasps> she's trying to get him to lean towards Kate but what she's actually doing is the opposite yeah because the more she points out how much he would be good with Kate how much they would do go well together how much they suit each other the more he's going to be obstinate and I'm married because he doesn't want fall into that one so. i know but he does say you know i miss the duke you, you're more meddlesome with him gone <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that happens at the ball too that i want to talk about is eloise and lord morrison <laughs> that dude was <laughs> i mean he was dumb he was really oh. dumb 
Okay, what what benefit is going to come from you insulting an entire sex <laughs> of the woman you're trying to make a match with? Hmm. How, how is that going to suit you? Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I don't... She, Penn did not save her though. No. <laughs> Penn had every opportunity to save her. Penn almost shoved her to the dance floor. And then she <laughs> laughed at Eloise the whole time. <laughs> it was funny. <clears throat> I felt bad for Eloise after that, though. After mm-hmm. she, yeah, yeah. She, you know, yeah, said to her mama, and which I, I hated that for Violet too, because it's like I don't think Violet's disappointed in you, no, in any way. at all. Like, you know, I mean, like she's just. But that's why Eloise struggles to fit into the world, and I think it's, and I think Violet kind of sees that because Violet says, "I invited him specifically for you because he of his radical ideas," mm-hmm. but I think Violet feels like she doesn't fit into this world because she shouldn't have those ideas is what her thinking is yeah but violet accepts her in those ideas and that's yeah. why she's looking for a match for her but eloise is so interned and we talked about this in the last one too that she's very tunnel vision mm-hmm. she is yeah. so when she internalizes it it's i'm not good enough because i have these ideas yeah. and it's not how violet feels so i think violet was as great for her as she was at that moment she didn't even like eloise when she ran away crying didn't even accept pen to go with her <laughs> and this is when we see colin come back to from marina's and she asks how Marina is, whatever. And he says that if Lady Whistledown had, and so it's just setting up the Whistledown thing even more for, and I think that's the route they're going to try to go. You're creating tension between Colin and Penelope with Lady Whistledown. Yeah. Of saying if yeah. she hadn't printed it, Marina's life would be different. But was he alluding to the fact that he would be with Marina then? Was he saying that would be better for him? I don't know. I don't know what his obsession with Marina is. I see no chemistry between them at all. But with Colin, through, I feel like they, they wrote him very confusing. Yeah. Because even on the Paul Malta, like we couldn't tell what his intent was. And then mm-hmm. here, couldn't tell really what he was saying by saying that. Was he saying that it would be better for Marina, she'd be happy? Or was he saying that he would be with her so he would be happy? Yeah. yeah okay, so the one thing that we need to talk about with the Sharmas. Sure, that was close. Sharmas. It, <laughs> the Sharmas is Newton. Oh, Newton. yeah. Isn't Newton? Newton hates Anthony. <laughs> When, Which, when I first like got there and what did she say? He's an excellent judge of character. And <laughs> Anthony went to pet him and he like growled. She's like, see? <laughs> I, love it. I love it. See, I wish we got more Newton because I love mm-hmm. the interactions with Anthony and yes. Anthony and Newton yes. in the books. Mm-hmm. That was so much fun in the book. We got two because there's the only other one we get in these two episodes is when Newton is laying on the floor and Anthony can see him like through the open doors. And he's all excited going to go for him and you just hear him growl. Yeah, that's all we have right now. Yeah, I know. That's a little disappointing. I wanted the whole chase. <laughs> me too. Wait, the what? Remind me of the chase. chase. What is the chase? The chase where like Newton, in, the, he falls in the water because of that. I don't Not remember Anthony falling in the water in the book. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's because he's like Newton takes off and like him and Kate have to chase after him. And like, oh, that's oh when yeah, 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 yeah. That was when they're still in London, right? That yes. wasn't like, yeah, that was still in London. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, after after Kate returns from the hunting trip, Edwina is like weirdly waiting up for her. <laughs> and pounces on him the moment she comes in and says, "Did you finally warm up to him?" When we warmed up to each other, all right. Yep. And, and pretty hot, actually. Edwina, <laughs> dummy that she is, says, "Keep doing whatever it is you're doing." <laughs> Edwina, Every time oh, she kept opening her mouth, I'm like, "Stop." 
you just you just deserve this loss so much you absolutely deserve the loss of this and the pain of this <laughs> but this this is when the storm happens yeah i could do this what what storm <laughs> the three things of thunder and the zero lightning that storm barely that barely even unsettled kate and she should have been hiding under a table like yes here's the other thing though they didn't at first they didn't make it seem like she was unsettled because of the storm because they would go from her lying in bed to anthony lying in bed her lying in bed and so it made it seem like it was the tension between the two of them that kept her up Mm -hmm. yes well and she even Mm -hmm. says about like the thunder it's not because her father used to read to her during the monsoons it's because her mother the night her mother died it was like a crazy thunderstorm Mm -hmm. outside that's the whole way you change the story like she's terrified of thunderstorms Mm -hmm. i just don't know why they changed it that was probably the story or the change that bugged me more than anything more than the beast thing because the beast thing at least still got us some of the same effect this was supposed to be a huge moment Mm -hmm. in their Mm -hmm. growth and in their relationship and it was not it, it was still a good scene like i'm not gonna lie about like plenty of good tension lots of almost kissing yet again like i mean it it was a good scene but it just wasn't because they made the whole thing more about sexual tension than they did about fear or about trauma and the trauma is what binds them together really yeah Mm -hmm. and there wasn't because even even when she's standing on the ladder with the candle like thunder's happening she's not reacting the only time she reacts is when she goes over and stands by the window and then once takes a deep breath like Mm-hmm. Is that is that it? That's how uncomfortable you are. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And then she that's when she says that. And this is also where Anthony tells her how her father, how his father died. Mm-hmm. But and I liked that part about it. Yeah. I, I liked did. her reaction to dad died with one beast thing. And I like I like how Anthony said it. Anthony. Mm-hmm. I like how Anthony said it. That's really difficult. I know. This American bastardizing the English language. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're trying. We're trying. <laughs> But then, again, it's thunder. The last time it was a bee or a person that kept them from kissing. This time it's thunder that keeps them from kissing. And later on, do we want to move into the dance sequence? Oh, yeah. Because yes. Edwina, again, dummy. <laughs> How <laughs> stupid are you? I and mean, even God, after, like, okay, they get on the dance floor. I mean, like, how are you? She's watching and just smiling like an idiot, like, thinking this is like the greatest thing ever. Are you not? are you seeing the way they're looking at each other are you seeing their hand placements like like even in the middle of the dance floor i feel like Mm -hmm. their lips are inches from each other i mean like nobody else is dancing that close nobody no No, because it's inappropriate to be honest (laughs) yeah nobody called him out nobody i mean daphne sees it even Lady Danbury kind of sees it like hold on that's the the one thing that bugged me about Lady Danbury's character in the season where was her intuition this whole time I know. Exactly. I didn't really like Danbury this season. It took this dance for her to see. Uh oh, I'm having some trouble yep. here. And it was that was it. I feel like she, she should have known more. Daphne and Simon like long before this last mm-hmm. season. Yeah, maybe absolutely. that was because she was so close to Simon, though. Maybe, maybe, maybe she knew. But I just I, I have so many expectations for Lady Danbury. <laughs> I do too. I she's very high up on a pedestal for me, so she should be better yes. than this. Yes. I agree. And this is where um, their questions, like we see Anthony, Anthony, oh my goodness. We see Anthony get very disturbed because she says, you know, are you going to ask, do you have a question to ask me about your sister? 
-hmm. And she asked him if he can make her happy. He says, do you think I can make her happy? That's a question for you to have. And then he says nothing. And then she says, basically, if your silence is any sign that you're rescinding. And he says, do you want me to rescind? Without missing a beat. Everything Mm. he is like, basically, like, he is wanting her to say Mm -hmm. that she wants him. And he is going to give it all up, I think. All he needs to know is that, I mean, I think at this point, he's changed. At this point, he's like, if you will give me any inclination, this is where we're going to go. He's willing to give this all up. But here's the thing, though. It's because I don't think he realizes he's in love with her yet. I think he realizes that he wants her. Yeah. So he's willing to give it up if it's just a want. If we, hey, we can just have passion without love. Great. Let's do it. Yeah. Because we see after she tells him, I'm going back to India. And he was like, excuse me, what? You're, you're going to leave? You're, you're going to abandon your sister? <laughs> the hurt on him is just so like, oh, mm-hmm. I mean. And then he, it's so bad that he has to leave the room. Mm-hmm. And, and that he- is what Edwina notices. You didn't that notice so, anything oh before that? You didn't, Nothing. I mean, they she left before it. the dance was done and she says, what did he say to you? And Kate goes to chase after him. How about, um, Kate, excuse me, what, what is going on there? Yeah. I just. Mm-hmm. Something, nothing. Honest to God, that woman deserves to be, to be left at the altar. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> she does. I'm, I'm sorry, she does. That, that's completely on her. I agree. Yes. If, yes. She, just a dummy. I agree. Yeah. And so this is when Kate follows him to the room. Like, Kate, what was your thing? How did you think this was going to play out? Yeah. How did you see this playing out in your head? I don't think they're even, no one is thinking. No one is, they are just acting. Because she even closes the door. When she goes in the room, the first thing she does is closes the door. Even Anthony, the night before the library, left the door open. Yes. Kate closed the door. (laughs) My only note on there was, why do people keep letting this happen? <laughs> they're all watching the long hob. They all seem good. Why do you think we keep letting this happen? Blinders. It's kind of their fault that they have another almost kiss. And this is where it comes back again because Anthony says, It's because you hate me. And she says, Yes, I hate you. But in Palmall, she confesses, I don't hate you. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this yeah. because I don't like you. So he obviously knows this is what's happening that he, mm-hmm. she wants him as much as he wants her. And he says, I'm a gentleman at least eight times. <laughs> He's trying to convince himself. That's exactly what he's trying to do. <laughs> and he asks her what she feels and she can't even, she can't even verbalize it. And that's when Daphne walks in. Boy, at least he got caught Daphne. by Daphne. I mean, here. I'm more disappointed in the people who walk in far too late than I am Anthony for getting there. Because that's natural that they're going to get there. It's you dummies who keep leaving them alone and don't watch them i mean clearly you should be watching them mm-hmm. he's a 30 something year old man he knows he's, better yes but uh he's a 30 something year old man True. back in regency times True. <laughs> so i like that daphne has to pour herself a very strong drink mm-hmm. like immediately. but then anthony has to drink it too doesn't he pour himself a couple and shoot those yeah. back real quick yep yeah. mm-hmm. he does and this is where daphne says be honest with yourself. These feelings always come to the surface. And he has to ask her, what feelings are you talking about? She says, love. And this is where he made the firm decision that I know what I have to do. And the mm-hmm. next day, he proposes to Edwina. I just, did, uh. anybody else's mind blown when he just did that? Yeah. I'm just thinking, well, oh my I, gosh. Yes, because I was in the books first. That's yes. the no way. Like this whole time, I'm like, okay, they're, they're not going to get far. They're not going to, 
okay, they, they got farther than they should have. They're not going to get any farther. Every single time something else kept happening. Yes. That was my response. You're yes. going to stop before it gets there. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> Just kept going. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> For a minute there, I thought they were, I mean, yeah, I was like, are we really getting married, guys? Like, are we actually going <laughs> to <Yes>. do this? <laughs> that's actually what i thought like oh man that's gonna be a really difficult affair to explain to your sister when you're yeah. sleeping with her husband i mean i was confused and so lady danbury has that ex- that conversation with kate on the balcony because she realizes in this dance there's something there and lady danbury she does have good advice here i mean it's the first time she's given good advice this season because mm-hmm. she, i don't know where she's been but she's clearly is and even when they were playing pal mall like Lady Danbury was in it. She was examining it closely. She mm-hmm. she should have picked up on something during the time. Everybody yeah. else did. There is a time when Lady Danbury asked Kate if she's been enjoying her time alone with the Viscount. And I think it was actually as innocent as Edwina. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't. So I think that <laughs> now when Lady Danbury sees this dance, she has to be rethinking every interaction she's had with Kate. Yeah. And running down everything she said, everything she's advised, because I think that she was almost on board with Kate going off with Anthony yeah. too. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, oh crap, what have I done? Right. That wasn't a good idea. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> so she has this talk with Kate on the terrace and asks her why she's so why she's so close to getting what she wants and what Edwina wants. Why is she getting in the way? Trying mm-hmm. to prompt Kate to be like, hey, figure it out. Yeah. Think about this. Yeah. And Kate hasn't, Kate like Anthony has no idea yeah she's she doesn't know what these feelings are because she's never felt it for anybody before well i almost think like i think kate may even know but kate is so focused on she can't mess anything up for edwina like i don't think she necessarily wants her to be with anthony anthony but she's not going to be the reason that it doesn't yeah happen that's true but I mean, do you think that there's a little bit of her that is genuinely confused about what she's feeling? Because she's feeling, Maybe, clearly she's yeah. feeling lustful things that she's yeah. never felt before. So right. she might not fully understand what that is either. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, for her, it is love. And Lady Danbury tells her to be honest with her sister. And she keeps saying about the Viscount, about whatever it is you feel, just be honest. So it kills me that it's, Kate is just about to tell Anthony how yeah. she feels about him. And he walks right past her. Most did even like yeah. i was so frustrated in that moment like i mean so frustrated yes. I was like, what the are we i doing? could not believe they let it get that far i was I completely floored me too i was at that point i was like okay i don't this isn't even the book anymore i don't <laughs> I, I don't know, know what's going on i have yeah. no idea what's happening right now and yeah. violet and daphne are both horrified by this mm-hmm. they're horrified yeah and because they kate, all saw that dance they saw what was going on Kate and Anthony just look sad. Both of them just look sad. And stupid Edwina is so caught up in this fake relationship that she's so happy. Yes, of course I'll marry you. Even Penn is stupidly happy. She's mm-hmm. over there doing a little dance by her carriage. Like, what? Yeah. What is wrong with you people? Idiot. And I mean, like with Penelope this episode, we got a little bit more of Lady Disadvantage that we didn't get from the books either. Yeah. Like she has to recruit, um, was it Delacroix? my mouth open or what did you say genevieve's her first name oh yeah genevieve that's right yeah yeah. so Penn, the whole episode is clearly on edge about running to the Buddhist. and again it could have been solved by saying something while she was standing right in front of her but instead yeah she goes back to yeah. what point out even more 
hey did I see you there yeah that was me so this is what happened like going there afterwards just makes you more suspicious it ends up working out in her favor though because Delacroix like willing to like kind of help her out and stuff Mm -hmm. so I like this partnership yeah yeah. I loved where like Lady Whistledown wrote something and she of course (laughs) called she's like did you have to call me old (laughs) 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 and even when when she brings up the money she says a lady's business lady's business wouldn't Mm -hmm. you agree (laughs) like then Penn almost gets like scared and that's what she writes that so we see we see a lot of their partnership forming and the modis had already figured it out too that she was with yeah. yeah yeah i want i wish i could have seen that revelation happen for her though because yeah. i actually do like the character of genevieve i like her a lot I do too. yeah i do too and so i wish we could have seen her how if it came from seeing pen in that market if it came mm-hmm. from seeing how she interacts with people i wish i saw how she made the connection because we weren't given that at all yeah i think i would really enjoy to see how that I really think it was her seeing her at the market. Yeah. I think Especially that's what, the outfit she was dressed in. I think she saw that and then she went and it's then like she an probably started moment. putting a little bit of stuff together and yeah. going, okay, yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. So she goes back and they agree to a partnership. And what she's done is kind of smart. She sews in the uh, whistledown papers into a dress and then mm-hmm. sends it. But wouldn't you think that would tip someone off sending a dress to a print shop? it's just in a box so it's not like they don't really like know what's i suppose when the delivery boy is walking out of the modis they don't know where he's going so no one's going to follow a delivery boy with a dress box the other thing i want to put out with pen real quick before we move on to the dinner is there was a single time in these two episodes when pen did not wear yellow she wore pink the pink dress i would rather see her in a blue but she wore a pink dress then blue would look so good on her Because that's well in Penn and Collins' book. When ten years down the line, when she's figured yeah. out who she is, she starts buying her own clothes and she starts buying blue. Mm-hmm. But she's in a pink wait. dress, so good job, Penn. I don't know how you convince your mom to give you a pink dress, but you got a pink dress. But when she comes up with the idea for the modiste, is when the Cowpers come over for dinner. Oh, mm-hmm. that dinner was so hilarious. Yes, <laughs> it was. This is all of it with like like. <laughs> We have to give you some lead into this too, because obviously in these episodes is where we find out, I love how it happens. Portia's upset that Featherington's paying Cowper attention. And she's talking to Varley and says, we just need someone stupid enough to mold. And then Prudence walks in the room and and shouts, I want the bigger room. (laughs) And there she is. And it was like, I mean, Portia and Mrs. Marley, like at the same time without even speaking, like realized they had the same thought. I'm like, okay, there we go. I really, really like Prudence because she's so stupid. She's, but she's, del- she's not Edwina stupid. She's like delightfully stupid. Yes. Like she's, just, she's just dumber than a box of rocks. She really is. I don't, I don't understand. Did everybody call him like their cousin's cousin? No. No. no he asked them to call him uh, right <laughs> oh okay. i don't know if he asked them or if they just started calling him that because i think they, they said him. i i think i feel like they said somewhere in there like he said to call him cousin jack but i just love it because i mean jack. it just makes Drives it Porsche crazy <laughs> so much funnier like when we're saying stuff i mean like when Portia's trying to like go get a new dress to highlight prudence's figure because <laughs> we've got to impress him 
cousin Jack. And then she's telling her how to, you know, fan her, you know, draw attention to her bosom. And of course, it doesn't work. <laughs> no. That was my, my favorite line is when she's like, cousin Jack didn't, what, I wrote it down, did not glance once at my bosom. <laughs> and even Portia's like, stop calling him that. Because it makes it sound so much worse when you say cousin Jack did not look yes. at my bosom, you know? And originally, that was her response when Portia's like, we, he'd be perfect for you. But he's our cousin. Yeah. yeah. That was her original response. And she doesn't stop calling him that ever. No. Which I, I guess in that time, I mean, really, your fourth cousin, it, it really wouldn't be like anything like incredibly shocking. But I mean, like, no, really back then, I think that was actually when you refer to him as royalty. Cousin, that's where it gets weird, though. Like, don't, don't call him. Exactly it. That, you know, no. like, yeah. I mean, it's not I'm like- having like Joe Dirt flashbacks right now. <laughs> the print or the kings and queens of the of the time like yep my husband cousin so-and-so they didn't call their husband no. cousin they didn't call their wife's cousin that's not, you call them by their name yeah you yeah. don't draw attention to how you're refining the bloodlines it's gross <laughs> but this is cousin jack is completely unaffected by prudence in every single possible way every mm-hmm. way right i mean of course though guys i mean like why why would he pay attention i mean surely he wouldn't even think about well we know there's other reasons too why he's like after the calpers but yeah yeah but i mean he did show a spark of attention which is like i love to travel or chess about his mind he's like oh do you love to travel yes well i would i've never been further than sussex (laughs) mother says (laughs) stop talking portia you're a train wreck oh my gosh so when the calpers they they all are I know when the cowpers come to dinner, Portia is desperately trying to push them together. <laughs> I like when she looks at Port Prudence and says, Prudence, did you say something? What? Yes. In fact, I did. She's <laughs> <laughs> so, so dumb. <laughs> She's, she and Benedict are almost my favorite parts about the series mm-hmm. so far. I, I mean, Kate and Anthony are my favorite couple so far, but Benedict and Prudence give me the most laughter definitely. Definitely. Season. and then she says i was thinking i would show my singing talents for all the Edwards." and portia just goes oh god we've all heard that already we want no part of that she keeps <laughs> on with it too are you sure you don't want to hear me sing no, oh she said stop. i no. really was serious i would like to sing <laughs> no please please don't do it please don't sing for us <laughs> but then, this is where penelope actually gets the idea for the modis scam because she says Cressida, is that a new dress? And then Portia says, stop interrupting. <laughs> Going so well before. But she's talking about the new Vienna thing. Mm-hmm. So that's where it comes from, is this really incredibly super awkward dinner. And even Prudence, when she's sitting across from Cressida, oh. trying so hard to be intimidating, it almost comes off like she has gas or something. Like it just, <laughs> there's, there's nothing. You've got nothing. And so at the, when they go to Aubrey Hall, and it was right before she declared her victory and said, look at me, she was talking to Prudence about Marina. And she said, and besides, what's really so wrong about entrapping a man? And so it's Prudence who accidentally gave Portia the idea for entrapping oh, yeah. Cousin Jack. <laughs> and this was so badly done. Like, I can't uh-huh. even yes. believe that this stuck. I can't. I did not think that was going to go the way that it went. <laughs> I mean, Portia wasn't like you weren't even trying to be smooth about this. No. Like you were out told like, well, you told Prudence to go to the orangery, and mm-hmm. then you tell him that someone else wants to meet him there. That 
doesn't and obviously they're gonna find <laughs> out that they didn't want to meet there like, because she included them in the party to go find them yes like, like <laughs> she didn't even care that like he figured out she she tracked him mm-hmm. like Mm-mm. didn't care and at prudence all. had no idea that what was happening no no so she went along oh. with it once she figured <laughs> yeah. she was like oh nothing happened nothing happened yeah this i saw it you just told me to come in here yeah that was it but then it was when they said well it is he's hers if the lady chooses and then she was like oh, yes i would love to marry cousin jack we all the best the best oh, and no. penelope actually like tries to be a sister to prudence here because she's horrified that her mother just did this to her yeah she can't yeah. believe this happened she wants to, she actually kind of wants to protect prudence from it yeah. and all prudence can think about is one lady whistledown's gonna write about her Mm-hmm. Not even thinking about me for the family at all in any way, shape, or form. But yeah. two, that she is going to be the new lady of Featherington House. Yeah. I mean, she's getting all the attention that she wants. Mm-hmm. And she thinks that Penelope is just being jealous. That's it. That's all it is. You're <laughs> clearly <laughs> jealous because you think that this would ruin everybody. But the joke is clearly on Portia. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till the day that Portia finds out that her daughter is Lady Whistledown. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. I can't but wait. not because it's all I don't I almost don't want her to because then she's gonna demand all the money. Mm, she might. She I don't I don't think that we she needs to find out until Penelope is she doesn't need you, but they're screwing up the story with that. I know. I just don't know how it's gonna work out. I mean yeah. I think they obviously have a plan. Mm-hmm. I mean I so. stuff they're doing now probably doesn't make sense to us, but it might make sense. I think it will. Further yeah. on, we might be going, oh well, that's maybe why they did that in season two is because this yeah. in season three or season four. I think the stuff that we are confused on will get answered. I can't talk about yeah. the thing that I hate the most yet. So I'm just gonna say mm. sound on this. <laughs> but the reason the jokes on them is because cousin Jack is broke. <laughs> so broke his minds have nothing he was trying to marry Cressida to get her thousands of dollars i didn't see that coming no i didn't either i was shocked he made sense because i was trying to figure out like why in the world would he want to marry Cressida cowper like i was trying to figure that out but it it never crossed my mind that he was broke Mm -hmm. so no at all no because he was like paying stuff Mm -hmm. well we thought he was yeah well yeah he, we thought he was paying for stuff because Portia yeah. brings it up she said you paid the dollar he's like no I gave no. a promise of payment with the fake ruby necklace so that's where we find out that basically all the jewelry he has is fake mm. we, yeah. they all think it's jewels from his mines but it's nothing so he's gonna marry Prudence but uh, they're gonna be broke and they're gonna live in poverty good job oh the other thing Cressida said at the dinner was I don't want to brag but I have been told I am very maternal in nature who by who the that? devil <laughs> I was I was appealed by that statement, by the way. Did I was her hoping... mother tell her that? Because maybe that's the only Probably. person that could possibly like I don't think her mother even thinks that. Ever. No. I was hoping that like Penn or somebody would like choke on their food when she said that. Mm-hmm. But there was nothing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Least paternal person. So I think we've talked for you guys. I'm gonna edit this out so you guys have an easier listening time, but we've been talking for two hours about Over these two, two episodes. For yeah. two episodes. <laughs> yeah that's an hour episode so <laughs> we've been talking the episodes we didn't start until like uh you could have watched the episode faster than you <laughs> could have listened to us talk about it 
<laughs> no, because you aren't going to get the full version of this. I'm going to cut it down so it's not two hours. <laughs> For sure. But you don't get our wise interpretations by watching the show. So tune in next week. Well, you're probably getting equally long. Bridgerton always takes two hours to do two episodes. I don't know why. Even the Sweet Magnolias takes like two hours to do two episodes. Always does. Yeah. So that's our standard recording time is two hours for almost anything. <laughs> so next, you can tune in the next week for we'll be going over episodes five and six. And you can join a Bridgerton group, which is Bridgerton Bridgerton Family, Family Fan Club on Facebook. And then we'll see you there. Bye, guys. Bye. For our listeners craving more, you can search for all 16 of our groups on Facebook by searching Family Fan Club. Come on over and join the conversation. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok under Fandom Family Chats. We try to always make sure to have something that will entertain. Of course, we'd also love your feedback, the good and any bad. And you can provide that by emailing us at familyfanclub2021 at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our website coming soon, where you'll be able to buy FFC merch and merch about some of your favorite TV shows with some favorite sayings and images. We're also working toward hosting a Comic-Con style event in 2024, where some of your favorite fandoms, cast, crew, and fans alike will come together for a fun-filled weekend. You can find those announcements on our website, coming at you soon. Keep watching and listening, and as always, don't forget to share and subscribe.